Welcome, everybody, to What's Your Story. I am Michael DeLulio. Super glad to have you with us today. You know, we have talked on this podcast about neurodiversity in the workplace, uh, about the fact that we have colleagues who, for a number of reasons, maybe they think, learn, communicate uh, in ways that are different than we might be used to. We take it even further than that. We've told stories about employees who, because of their neurodivergence, have strengths that help them thrive in their roles at Paychex and, and elsewhere in their lives. So in May, uh, many around the world will recognize Tourette Syndrome Awareness Month. To help us learn more and to raise awareness here at Paychex, I'm grateful to be speaking today with Claudine Venuto, and, uh, who's a Paychex SMB service specialist, uh, as well as her son, Nick, who was diagnosed with Tourette's and has been a voice for Tourette Syndrome Awareness, uh, even as a young adult. So welcome to the show, Claudine and Nick. Thank you. Thanks Thank for, you having for having us. us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's start with you, Claudine. So just tell me, how long have you worked at Paychex and just a little bit about your role today? Um, I've worked at Paychex, May will be 30 years. Um, I've worked all over. I'm currently an ASO payroll specialist. I've done ENS. I've, I've been a CSS. So I've kind of done a, a bunch of different roles at Paychex. Okay. And Nick, so you're in college now. Uh, where are you going to school and kind of what are you studying now? Yeah, so I go to Greenville Technical College, trying to get my associate's degree in computer engineering. Awesome, awesome. And your mom mentioned you, you'd even done some work with Apple, is that right? Yeah, I'm currently a uh, technical specialist at Apple. Awesome, awesome. Very cool. Well, I, I appreciate you both taking the time, and, and you know, obviously it's, it's a topic that uh, is going to be discussed all around the world during the month of May, and... I know I've got a lot to learn. Um, can we just start with, for those who like have no idea, um, what, what is Tourette's syndrome? How would, you, how would you describe it? So Tourette's syndrome is a um, neurodevelopmental disorder. It becomes evident in early childhood or adolescence. Um, it's part of a, a spectrum of tic disorders, and it's characterized by both motor and vocal tics. It's estimated that about every one in 160 children between ages of five and seven in the United States have Tourette, and about one in every 100 kids have Tourette or another tic disorder. And I don't know, um, like, how early typically this is something that gets diagnosed in people. So I don't know if, Nick, it was so young that you don't remember, maybe at the beginning, or, or, or maybe if either of you could weigh in on this. What's that diagnosis experience like? What are the things you picked up on that led you to even, you know, explore this? Yeah, so I don't, when I was, I think I was seven when I got diagnosed, um, but I think the, the signs started happening around when I was five. I honestly don't really remember too much of it just because I was so young, but I know my parents did a lot of research and, you know, we definitely got the, the runaround because it wasn't as uh, well known as it is now. Um, but yeah, my, my mom would definitely be able to, to speak a little bit more on the signs. So typically the um, signs, like I said, they don't happen until, you know, you're born with Tourette, but the signs don't happen until about between the ages of five and seven. Um, and it's very hard to diagnose. Um, for to, in order to have Tourette, you have to have both motor and um, vocal tics. So some common motor tics would be blinking your eyes, twitching your nose, nodding your head, and some vocal tics, common ones would be clearing your throat, humming, making noises, or repeating words. Um, the diagnosis tends to be a long process um, because people don't really know what Tourette is. 
if you asked me what Tourette was before Nick had it, I would say what everyone else thinks of, which is it's the cursing disease. It's when people swear. Um, but really, that's not what it is. It's uh, very few people who have Tourette actually do have that part of Tourette. Um, for Nick, he started having, um, he started rolling his eyes when he was around five years old. We took him to his pediatrician and they sent us to an eye doctor who said everything was fine. His eyes are perfectly fine. Um, that tick went away for a little while and then he started um, constantly clearing his throat. And so we took him back to the pediatrician and she sent us to an allergist. The allergist thought, thought it was allergies, put Nick on allergy medicine. That didn't help. So we ended up taking him off the allergy medicine. Um, this went on for about two years. He gets the symptoms. We take him to the doctor and they say everything was fine. And part of the hard thing with Tourette is that the ticks do what they call wax and wane. So they come and go. So he'll clear his throat and that'll be his tick for a little while and then that'll go away. And then he'll start rolling his eyes for a little while, that'll go away. So it's kind of hard to determine, you know, what is working and why you know your your child's doing this so like i said it went on for about two years my husband um this was you know 13 years ago so my husband got online started doing some research there wasn't a lot out there like there is now and he found tourette and he came to me and he said i think he has tourette i was like no no he doesn't have that he doesn't curse you know that was the, again that's what everybody thinks about um we ended up taking to a neurologist to confirm that was what he had so with with us with the awareness part we really want to bring awareness because we don't want to see another kid go two years you know having to go to the doctor missing school having to do all these tests be medicated for no reason all because there's no awareness about what this really is yeah and you you touched on it sort of the media portrayal whether it's movies or tv shows you know the cursing or, or the things that people can think of right away. What what other maybe misperceptions have you come across that are not really representative of what it is and, and it's just not accurate? So I think the, the main one is just that swearing part. Um, and, you know, a lot of people who don't know what Tourette is or don't understand uh, that, you know, people have Tourette or how common it is, is um, that we're not doing it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be rolling my eyes or moving my hand on purpose. Um, it's something that it's completely involuntary. Uh, I don't even know that I'm going to do it before I do it. And a lot of people that, a lot of people think that I do. Yeah. And, and I, one thing I want to ask you about Nick is, um, you know, your mom had shared a few links to like news news articles or pieces of coverage that you you know were quoted in, or I think even in video in a couple cases. What led to you at a pretty young age becoming a vocal advocate for awareness about this? Yeah, so um, early on, uh, like I said, my my parents were doing a lot of research, and eventually my mom came across the the Youth Ambassador Program for the Tourette Association. Um, you know, she, she dove into that, shared some things with me, and after learning more about it, um, I decided to apply as the youth ambassador for the state of South Carolina. Um, and that's, you know, they, they train you and they, they fly you out to Washington, D.C., and they'll, they'll teach you how to talk about Tourette and how to be an advocate for yourself and others. Um, so that, that really inspired me to, you know, do that and go out and spread more awareness. 
Yeah, that, that's that's really helpful. And I mean, like I said, I mean, for how old you were at the time, very pretty pretty courageous to be able to go out and do that and talk about something so personal in that kind of a, a format. Um, I want to connect it to you know you're you're a student. I mean, you're working now as well. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, we've had conversations at Paychecks about, um, like I said, all different colleagues with different neurodiversity and and how that. Number one, how you can best be a colleague and be supportive of those people, but also like understand that, you know, there are skills that you bring to the workplace um, in some cases that other people don't have because of the way you that you think and you approach your work. Um, so what message and you can both weigh in on this, would you share about how can we be better advocates, whether it's our peers at school or, or at work? Um, for people with Tourette, it's a medical condition that they're born with and they have it their entire life. Um, people who have it are just like everyone else except for they tick. Um, it's out of their control. It's not something that they can, you know, stop doing. So asking them to stop or pointing out their ticks actually stresses them out and can even increase the ticks if they try to, you know, stop it or, you know, are asked about it. Um, as far as being an advocate for someone, I would just say, just like with anything else, adults should encourage kids not to make fun of other kids who have something that they can't control. And they should try to stick up for people if they see people being bullied and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Nick, for, for yourself, are there yeah. like lessons learned or things that you've gone through that you're like, hey, it'd be, it would have been helpful if people knew this that would have helped me? Yeah, for sure. So I think advocacy is a huge part of it. Like as long as people know about it and people are aware about it and people are willing to to educate others who don't know about it, I think that's something that would have helped me out a lot and something that would be extremely helpful to, I think, everyone. Um, and definitely, you know, what, what my mom said, pointing out ticks 100% makes them worse because then it, it gets in my mind and I start realizing it. Not only does that stress me out, but now I'm thinking of that that action, so I'm going to end up doing it even more. Um, so I would just say, like, you know, if you know someone with threat, you know, when they tick, just kind of let them tick and don't bring it up, don't mention it. Um, not because it's you know something that we're uncomfortable to talk about. I mean, even though they might be, but mainly because it it can make that worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um... What have I not asked about that would be interesting to share or, or that you want to kind of let people know about this um, as we, you know, again, it's, it's a month that this is going to be talked about and on and uh, top of mind for, for certain folks. So what, what, have we, what have we not talked about? I would say a lot of people who have Tourette also have um, co-occurring conditions like ADHD, OCD. Um, there is no cure for Tourette. There are some medicines that help some people, some of the time, mostly, I think the first line of helping someone who has Tourette is what they call CBIT. It's Comprehension Behavioral Intervention for Ticks, and it's basically a behavioral therapy. But again, no, no, there is no cure for Tourette, so it's it's something that you have your entire life. Uh, you know, I was we're talking Susan and I actually in the studio here with me before the recording about um, whether it's, you know, different social platforms, TikTok or other places where we have super easy access to consume content from people all over the world, but celebrities and musicians and various people like do you find that 
are there online communities, Nick, that you are part of or that you follow, whether I think Susan had mentioned a, a musical artist or, you know, people who are thriving and like leading in a great way and having tons of success that you see as inspiration or, or are there conversations you're part of among others? Yeah. So I thankfully don't go on TikTok too much, um, but I know I watch a couple different YouTubers who uh, all have Tourette syndrome and mainly I watch them for like enjoyment. It's just fun content to watch, but I think they also do a great job in representing what it actually is versus what movies or TV shows portray them to be. Um, also, I know Billie Eilish, who's a really popular musical artist, also has Tourette, and she's also been a huge, huge advocate for people with Tourette syndrome and has explained what it is versus how the media portrays it. Yeah, I did not know that she had Tourette. Um, that's really interesting. Um, what about, so we've had a, I, I've learned a ton just in this conversation. I'm confident others will too. Um, but for people who want to learn more, um, are there resources that you would point people to um, where they can better understand and, and advocate and all those things? Um, I would say Tourette.org. They have tons of information about Tourette. Um, they can also have local chapters, so you can start there and they can connect you to a local chapter. Um, that's how Nick got involved in the Youth Ambassador Program. I know he talked a little bit about that program, but basically the program, the main part of the program is it teaches teens how to go into classrooms around the, the country and talk about TS. So he's gone into classrooms of kids who have Tourette and he will explain what it is. The idea behind the program is when they see a teenager come into the classroom, you know, younger kids tend to pay attention more than if it was just another adult coming into the classroom. So he'll go into classrooms with for kids who have Tourette or in classrooms just to teach about Tourette, because like we said earlier, there are a lot of kids who might have it who don't even know that they have it. So that's what part of the program is. The other part of the Youth Ambassador Program is going to Washington. He actually got trained on how to speak about Tourette, but he also went to, we went to like our state senators to ask for additional funding and stuff. Um, so you can connect through Tourette.org. You can connect with those local chapters and they can get you a youth ambassador if you have a child who has Tourette um, to come into your classroom. Um, you can also call 888 or Tourette. They have Facebook pages and anybody can call, email me, my information's in the blue pages. I'll be more than happy to talk about it. Any uh, Anything you'd add to that, Nick? Um, I, I would just say that I, firsthand, I saw the, the impact of what the Youth Ambassador Program did. Um, and, you know, like going into classrooms uh, for kids who have Tourette and being an advocate on their behalf, I think that was probably the most uh, effective way of advocating for it and really teaching other people about it. So I would say that if you if you have a kid with Tourette, um, I would definitely try going that route because it's something that I think is truly helpful. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And um, we can um, include a link to, to Tourette.org down in the comment section of the episode. And as long as uh, Nick's cool with it, I, I can share the links to those yeah. articles that you were quoted in and kind of lent, yeah, lent your sure. voice to as well so people can check that out. Um, I want to thank you both for the conversation today and, and really helping educate and um, increase awareness about this. Obviously, it's, it's something you're tremendously passionate about, but something that we could all benefit from from being a little bit more aware of. So thank you for coming on the show. 
Thank you, Michael. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Um, Thanks for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. See you later. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved.